what up, what up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless. It has been a minute, but we are back with our first convo of 2022. Sounds crazy to say it, but with me is my guest, CEO of Tell the Truth. Introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? This is Rainy. I am the founder of Tell the Truth. Happy to be here with my guys from Fearless. It's cracking. Not much, man. Uh, see, you've been making some moves. Uh, that's what we wanted to hop on first with you. Kind of talk to you about everything that you've uh, been up to over this past year and leading to this point. Uh, I think Tell the Truth is your latest brand, right? And you just dropped yeah. it, I think, last month? Yeah, so Tell the Truth was something that I was working on for a minute now when I was in the process with Rainy Days. Uh, I was working on Rainy Days for a while, I think for two years now. I'm still working on it. It's the sister company for Tell the Truth. But I was working on Tell the Truth um, during the meantime, just wanting to get to that level where everything is luxury, super elegant. I just wanted that kind of brand similar to like a Balenciaga or like Louis. And I just wanted to have something where I can branch out and do handbags, shoes, all sorts of accessories. And here we are. It's been it's been going since January of this year, January 3rd. All right. Well, congratulations, first of all, for, you know, for launching everything. I know how stressful and everything that can be, but uh, have it finally out there. And for everybody else to see, I'm sure that was a, a good feeling. Yeah. I mean, the launch part is like, a lot of people don't like the launch part because obviously the launch part, people think when you drop the launch, it's like, oh, every, everybody goes and supports. It's booming and this and that, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's not even the case. It's like everybody's saying congrats, this and that for like the first two weeks. And then after that second week, you drop something else and it's like those same congrats and all that's not there no more. It's like, you're basically like, they're basically telling you congrats, like, hey, Welcome to the game. You know what I mean? And then after that, it's like, all right, go play now. See what you can do. Yeah. I mean, I guess that leads me to my, probably one of my first questions is, why multiple brands? Because as you know, building one brand is already a lot of time, time consuming, time intensive, yeah. work intensive to get that brand awareness, to get people kind of like invested into what you're doing that already takes like, a lot of time and effort and, you know, whatever to get to that certain point to where you even feel confident enough to um, branch off and start a sister brand. Yeah. I mean, the, the multiple brands came from inspiration from uh, Fear of God, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Lorenzo. He has Fear of God and then, and then he has Accentuals. But like it was it was kind of like the tell the truth was something that I was trying to get to the whole time I was launching all these brands but I wasn't there yet with the resources and the tools, the skill wise. I didn't, I didn't know the manufacturing, like I didn't know how to do all the patterns. And then once I got to the point to where I think it was like a little bit in the middle of uh, the summer, no, it was like, I think it was like in November was when I went full cut and sew with rainy days. Like everything is like full cut and sew with like a pattern. It's like no more pre-cuts and all that. That's when I was like, okay, what would, a new brand be with me having all these resources and all these tools and having my fashion team now and having some familiarity with uh, LA on like how like 
put a, a, a basically a complete garment together now how would it function with a brand new brand and then that's when i was just like you know what i'm gonna just launch a brand new one and i just want to see how it functions and that's when i was just like i was just literally driving down like santa monica one time and i was like you know what i'm gonna come on a new brand and i was like i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call it tell the truth and i'm gonna do handbags and then i haven't got to the shoes part yet but shoes are coming and heels are coming too and i think this is it's like a inside term I use with some of my team is just, this is my, this is my Gucci. Like, this is my, like, Balissi. This is my brand that's going to be, like, a universal brand to where it's not just 16 to 34 wearing. It's 16 to 70. You know what I mean? Like, like you see, you see a lot of age, age groups wearing Gucci and Louie and all that. And, like, this is, like, my universal brand, I believe so that's how you came up with the name, Tell the Truth, just kind of a moment of inspiration, basically. Yeah, just inspiration. And I was like, also to a point where like, because like, I felt like over the years, like I was just like, and you know, every, everybody lies about stuff. I feel like I was just lying about this dumb stuff. And then like, it, it was like a situation to where like, I, I kind of came with peace with myself. And I just wanted to, it's not just like lying. It's just basically just like, me just being honest at all time and brutally honest and direct and not second guessing like, oh, I don't want to say that because that because I might have a fallout with that person or I don't want to say that because it might not go well. And it was basically the situation where I was like, you know what, I'm going to just start telling the truth at all times. Mm. And, then like, and, then, and, then, and then like the moment I did that, that's when like doors and like outlets just start opening up for me, bro. Like I was just like seeing different stuff from a different lens. And then tell the truth was the first thing that came to my mind when I when I like wanted to like launch a new one. Man, that's interesting that you say that uh, doors started opening up when you're being honest. Like, I, I I've always felt like that's something that people don't really understand, especially when you're like, let's say, starting out uh, a business or a brand or whatever venture you're going into. Like, you know, people say fake it till you make it. You know, a lot of people want to perceive themselves as already being successful already having like this many followers already having, you know what I'm saying? Like already this level when you were really just starting out and you're like trying to get there and trying to build there. Have you found that like just starting from that level, like, yo, I'm not here yet, but this is where I want to go and approaching people in that way, as opposed to saying like, yo, we already kind of like this popping brand or popping thing already existing when maybe not as at the level as you are personally saying it is. Have you found that approaching yeah. people from like that, yo, we were just trying to build something. We're trying to get there. We're trying to, you know, this is from the ground up. Have you found that approaching people from that level has been more beneficial than necessary approach from that, you know, fake it, see, make it aspect? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, like, like the moment, like, cause I feel like, I feel like a lot of brands out there, like, like they'll, 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 they'll do the fake it to the make it. And, and, and it works. Cause it's like, it like creates that scarcity to where like, you get that FOMO where like you kind of like 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 you feel like you're missing out on like buying something and all that. But with me, with my approach, it was like I wanted to be like the brand that will like tells you the truth. Basically, like I'm putting the hustle on display. Like I'm showing people, like, hey, I'm out passing cards out. Business ain't good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like I I'm going to like multiple people going up to them in grocery stores or like out and about. Hey, check the brand out. You know what I mean? Like blah, blah, blah. And basically letting people know, like, hey, 
I'm looking for customers. I'm looking for clients. Like this is a brand new brand. You know what I mean? We're on the rise. And at the same time, like when you're brand new, like a lot of people don't really trust your products yet. And that's the, that's the tough problem because people, you might be showing them like, Hey, this is handmade, this and that, but they might just think like, Oh, he's just talking this and that. And like, they don't want to really want to trust you. So like, somebody might not buy something from you for like a whole year, bro. Yeah. Like I got email subscribers that I have for like a whole year that when I go on my list, it says zero orders, but like me basically sending them out, sending them those, those emails are like, <clears throat> keep posting on Instagram and people and them keep seeing it over and over. And then like, I feel like the fake it to make it too is part where like some brands will be like, they'll post something and, and they'll get like a thousand likes but they only got like, you know what I mean? Like one comment, like I want to be that brand to where like, I I only got 50 likes, but I got 60, 70 people engaging with the content. And this is really converting. Like this isn't like, like I'm not over here just like blowing smoke and showing you guys that this is just fake. Like I want to put the hustle on display to where like I actually grow with my clients and customers and stuff like that. And actually, you know what I mean? It's not just me. I don't want to lie to the basic to the community or like how things really are. It's like, no, nah, like we're really in the process of like right now, I do not have a shoe manufacturer that can make my next shoe, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there and tell people, Hey, shoes coming. But, but like, it's like, it's me basically telling the truth. Like, but like certain brands would be like, Oh, shoe coming next week, this and that. And they ain't got no shoe coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I basically is like telling the truth is not like, People are smart, bro. Like, don't, don't fake the, like, don't fake it, bro. Just be real. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is like an interesting conundrum, right? Especially as a, a clothing brand, because people are, are kind of trained to gravitate towards things that they are already familiar with or things that maybe they aren't familiar with, but somebody that they follow or somebody that they like kind of respect is familiar with and is pushing. But if yeah. you're starting out something brand new, you don't have that advantage. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like you could fake it and be like, yeah, all these people are already messing with it or, you know, pay for, you know, an, an influencer to wear it or, or whatever, you know, something like that. And that could help you, but then you could also lose. I think there's that, that kind of trade-off where you could lose that person in the long run because it isn't what you promise, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. promise all this and it's not that because you're not there yet. So whereas yeah. if you start here, you might have to work like that much harder to like get that person to make that initial buy or to make the initial investment or to, you know, become more invested into you as a brand in the initial, yeah. but seeing that honesty, like I think in the long run, that'll make them more connected and more, more of a like consistent, you know, part of that, that brand identity than anything and yeah because that's what because that's what happened when i was because like that's why like i like it kind of like it kind of like for me because i got obviously i started working every day with junior then i started rainy days by myself and then now this one i had so much like i would say in-person screw-ups along the way and like seeing what worked and what didn't work okay we dropped that shirt last time why didn't it do well Oh, because it was just like a picture with a shirt, a picture of a background, Photoshop picture. No one really seen how the shirt moves, the hoodie moves. All right, so so next time, let's have a model, a, a live model 
wear that shirt, show off that, show off that shirt. That's the drop. Instead of just dropping like on a white background, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know how that is. Yeah. But like that that type of stuff, like, and then even with the bags, like my first season one, right? I dropped the bags and stuff, and I, I did all the Photoshop and all the 3D designs and stuff like that. People saw it. And I was like, okay. The first week it didn't it didn't do well. No, the first couple weeks it didn't do well. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is it not doing well? And I was like, okay, let me get the bags myself, do a, do some live reels, and then let me see what happens. I did that, and then people start buying the bags. And I was like, oh, okay. They want to see live stuff. They don't really want to, like, you can do all the Photoshop stuff all you want, but, like, they want to see it, how it moves. Okay, how the inside looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And once I started realizing stuff like that, that's when my sales increased and stuff like that. But I wouldn't know that if it wasn't trial and error, though. Yeah. From, my, from all my other brands. Like, I would have still kept putting that shit out over and over and over and over. And then got, I got no sales. Yeah. So I would say, basically, the other brands prepped me for this, prepped me for this job, basically. Mm-hmm. That, that experience. You, you definitely Yeah, need. that experience. And I guess that kind of brings me to like my next kind of question is you said this one is cut and sew, and I think your last yeah. friends were more screen printing and you know DTG type. Yeah, no. So I guess for people that don't know, like what is the differences between the two and like kind of how much more investment and time does it take to like go from cuts from that to cut and sew? So basically where I was at for the last three years with rainy days and working every day and stuff like that. It was just having wholesalers, getting a t-shirt, taking a t-shirt, moving a tag, putting my tag, putting it on the screen print, having a, you know, a screen print, all that, ha- having the logo, doing that. And then we got the DTG, you load the shirt, press it, shirt right. comes out, you heat press it, bam, done. Package sent. Now it's okay. Going on the program, the cut and sew program, either like go uh, uh, Gerber or like Tuka Tech, making the pattern myself with my uh, partner Jose. That's downtown. He's been doing uh, patterns for like thirty years. He's, he's amazing. He basically was like, "Okay, I'm gonna show you the route." So as I'm getting my stuff made, I'm going up there. He's busy. I'm going up there for like. I'm driving 45 minutes just to go up there. And he he's only giving me like seven minutes of his time. Like, yo, you come up for seven minutes. I got to pay parking, like $25 for parking. Go in there for 10 minutes. And he's showing me a little bit every single day. And then that's when I started learning the, the whole cut and sew process of like picking the fabric, making the patterns like extremely hard because you got to do all the measurements on, on the shoulders to the drop shoulders. You got to know like, you got to know like how many you're going to sell because on top of that, because you might, because if you get a box of teeth from a wholesale, it's probably like $300, like 50 shirts, something like that, or like maybe $500, something like that for, uh, um, for a sample, just one shirt for a sample could be 250. Yeah. And that's just one size. And then you got to do the grading. Grading is the sizes. So you need small, medium, large, extra large, two X. So what happened with me when I, when I first came out with the uh, cut and sew, I I uh I fucked up. I um I uh I didn't do a pre-sale. So I so I I went and got a whole bunch of stuff made without doing the pre-sale without knowing 
it was gonna sell. So I got the I got all the shit. I paid I paid thousands for it. I, I saved up, paid some thousands for it, got it done, dropped it, didn't sell. <laughs> so I'm sitting at home like this shit, this shit, this shit's this shit not selling, bro. And I, and I mean, I'm, I'm hitting people up, yo, check this out, check this out. Not selling, bro. And then Jose was like, it's another thing you don't do. Never, ever go into production without having a sample. So I had to slow down and go back to school, basically, bro, and like learn how to do the whole process. So then I started doing the sample. I'll get one sample. I'll wear it, show it off. Okay. He hit me up. He hit me up. He hit me up. He hit me up. Bam. All right. That's still a small run production of, of just 12, not 50, just 12. All right, I might sell seven, make a quick bag off it. All right, we, we got four left over. That becomes like red flag clothes, throw it away, sell it out. Then you sell it out, see what happens. They looked at it, oh, it's sold out. Damn, I wanted one. Yo, you got that and, and blah, blah, blah. Bam, all right, launch it again, get the red flag shirts. Bam, sell those. That's how I was doing it. But before it was just, I'll get 50, 50 production tees that are already done. And then I, mean, I still got a box of 50 tees that I, I, I had got done. They still on my shelf right now that, that, are, that did not sell. Freebies, that but cost me like 12, 1200 to make. Yeah, freebies to everybody else, but not to yeah, you. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. People, people that I have given shirts to and like biker shorts, all that, like, I, I I give it to them for free, but they think it's like it didn't cost me anything just to give that shirt to them. And then like when I hit them up, I'm like, yo, I need that pick, bro. Like, send me that pick. Oh, I'm so busy. I, hey, I need that pick. Right. Like, you gotta you gotta send me that pick. Like this, like that picture is gonna help me get, get like get that next sale. And then like people that pe- people don't understand that, bro. And like that was the that was the thing I was having. I was like, okay. So people think it's just like a brand to where like I'm just giving out free stuff and then like the reward's not coming back towards me. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to focus on sales, focus on the people that are going to buy and not the people that just look cool. Yeah. Nobody, I, was like, I don't think, I don't think people understand quite that nah. pressure of having, you know, a hundred shirts or a hundred, whatever, just sitting there already paid for it. Paid bro. Tags on it. Production it, on it. It shit ain't moving. And you just gotta be like, you know, bro. You gotta see bro jackets, like from me picking out the fabric to all the way to the zipper, to the button, to the tag, to the lining, to the cuff back here. Like this whole thing right here is all cut and so like I mean getting it made completely, bro. And then you just looking at it every day like that shit ain't selling. (laughs) Shit hurt, bro. Yeah, that I mean that that's the thing about fashion, especially nowadays with um I think if anything that social media has done, especially the fashion, is it's devalued a lot of it. Like true fashion. Yeah. yeah. Because there yeah. are a lot of brands yeah. out there that don't take the time, that don't put the effort, that don't really put that into, you know, what they're presenting or what they're selling, just printing on whatever cheap shirt they can and then just send it out to people. Because this because a lot of people don't really because like for me, like I always wanted to get to this level, but I didn't know how it. Like I didn't have the resources, and then when I moved to LA, that's when I had the resources, bro. And that's when I met Jose, and at that, I took Jose a shirt. I was like, "Yeah, look at this shirt, Jose." He was like, he "Was like, oh, he's like, uh, did you make it?" I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I made it." He was like, "Oh, what fabric did you use?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> I put the logo on it. He was like, "Ah, 
so you decorated the shirt. Yeah, basically. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, what do you mean? He was like, that's called decorating. That's not called making a shirt. Like, this is made. I was like, but that's not even that cool. He was like, but you made this. There's a difference. For me, making this completely with no logo to me giving you a shirt with a logo is completely different. And that's yeah. when I was like, okay, people out here are wearing stuff with logos secret. They ain't got no logo on it, but I'm like, it's, it's made from scratch. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm no longer a decorator, but I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta get to the point to where I'm making this shit from scratch. I mean, that's not to say, especially for me, that there's anything wrong with people going to ask. Anything wrong with it. Because some, there are certain brands that that's specifically perfect for. But I think that that the overabundance of it is kind of devaluing people's opinion about a lot of these yeah. clothes and fashion, which makes it a lot harder to be like, nah, like I really put this much into it. I really need yeah. this much back. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't really understand that process, which is what I actually kind of like about the videos that you have been posting is because you yeah, are showing people that process. And if you can show people the process and everything yeah. involved in actually making that or like actually presenting somebody with an end product, I think they'll get a greater appreciation, you know what I mean? Of what yeah. you are actually trying to sell. Whereas if you just put out a design, they don't know what would buy that. They don't yeah. know how long it took you to come up with that. You know what I mean? They just think, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's why I get around to that. And, and that's what was happening when I was, um, within the process of rainy days, like during like towards the, like, I would say like a couple months ago when I really finally realized what was going on. It was the fact that I was just putting a Photoshop picture of the t-shirt logo, bam, go buy out now. And I was like, okay, I'm not really getting that type of attention. Like I need to, but the moment I start showing the cut and sew process of the shirt being made and this and that, that's when people were like, Oh, damn. Hey, you, you got any more of those? You got any more of those? That's when it started really clicking. So, for any upcoming brand. I mean, but but that's the thing though, like- It's not for every brand though. It's, 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 yeah, it's not for everybody, but like, that's not like, there's nothing wrong with just doing a screen print. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to be on a level to where like you see like these big brands like Rude, Amiri, all these brands out here, like you got to, that's, that's what you gotta have. Uh, you gotta have a collection like that. And I'm not even nowhere near those guys. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still on the rise. Especially if your brand is trying to be kind of on that level. Yeah. People are gonna look at your stuff and be like, "All right, why is it? You know, what I mean, this much." Yeah. Why? Why? I, just I had a girl. The funny thing, I had a. Um, well, let me show you. You know what I mean? Let me show you. Let me show you why is this yeah. much. It took me. Yeah, I had an agent. Hundred hours uh, to come up with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quick story. I had an agent story. Um, come over. She was a model for me. She's like, "Oh my god, I love this hoodie." I was like, yeah. She was like, she was like, she was like, um, I was like, I was like, you want one? She was like, yeah. How much is it? I was like, uh, two fifty. She was like, oh. I was like, what? She was like, oh no. I was like, is it too too expensive? She was like, she was like, I won't buy anything if it's not more than eight hundred dollars. I was like, what? I was like, so wait, if 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 I told you this lady was eight hundred, you would have copped it? She was like, absolutely. She was like two fifty. That's cheap. <laughs> I was like, bro, it's it, bro, it's black me. <laughs> so I was like, what? And that's when I was like, oh, LA. They want it. <laughs> if this if it's not expensive, they don't want it, bro. Crazy shit, bro. Yeah, I ain't never heard that one. 
That the, shit tripped me out. Bro. The opposite shit. Like, nah, this shit is just boring. I got it. Like, <laughs> yo, what? But 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 like but like but like the moment I was like, oh yeah, eight hundred. She's like, no, you told me <laughs> too late now because you know. She said, she's like, you told me two fifty. No, no. I was like, damn. That's because they had a wake up call, bro. Because like, oh. uh, people in LA they psychologically fucked up because you know all these brands were selling them all this stuff for so high for so long. They just yeah, equate bro. that to quality. Yeah, I'll tell you all right now behind the scenes a lot of that. <laughs> they not making it for less more than a dollar. Right. I'm just saying. No, Balenciaga <laughs> is getting a t-shirt. They're doing the. They're doing it. They screen print. They, they screen print the too. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they, they screen print and all that, bro. But they make, they make it from scratch. I give them that. The shirts only cost them like fifteen dollars to make, bro. If not even less than that, for sure. So they're getting like a. I don't, I don't even know the percent margin that is, bro. They the marked up, and they mark up for sure over five hundred percent at the minimum. Killing y'all, bro! Killing everybody at Cosmolisi, bro! I mean, Absolute. I mean, hats off to You got Kanye, but Kim, they all wearing it. So yeah, hats off to them. They definitely, you know, they they put it in people's minds that price equals quality, which isn't always the case. Well, but the thing is, too, that kills me too. Like people would be telling, like, oh. I only wear these these type of brands and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, that's cool, but I'm like, you do realize why they're at this level, right? And I'm like, no, I'm like, did you know that they were around for 104 years? And then when I tell them that, they'd be like, oh no, I'm like, dude, Balenciaga was launched in 1892, I think. Or Gucci was like like 1901. And they had they had the same people telling them that too. Like, oh no, we don't really <laughs> like yeah, I'm so saying like, dude, they've been around for hundred years. You gotta start somewhere for sure. And I guess that brings me to like my next question is you obviously you're a black man in America in fashion. Yeah. What have you experienced, you know, being a black male and trying to break into that type of luxury, more fashion side of things? To be honest, I, to be honest, I haven't really had a bad experience. And, I, and that's and that's and that's probably hats off to um, hats off to Virgil, bro. Rest in peace. I feel like Virgil cracked that barrier for all the young upcoming African American designers because I feel like when when he got that job to go over to Louis Vuitton, the first black man to go over to Louis Vuitton and like run that show like that, I feel like that opened up the eyes for like all all races and that you know like hey, there's some young. African American designers that are talented as well, because Virgil went over there, bro, and like disrupted everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, they were used to like having like runway shows and stuff like that, to where everything is like a straight line, like, like they only walk in straight lines. And Virgil went over there, bro, to where like they're doing crisscross lines and doing all this and that. The fashion shows have like rappers in there and stuff like that, bro. So I feel like that kind of like cracked the barrier to where like. I haven't really had any bad experience, to be honest with you. I sold to multiple races. Okay. I mean, I, I could definitely see that. Um, Virgil Abloh, who we're talking about, uh, worked with Kanye West, and definitely rest in peace to him. And even Jerry, too, fear of God. And I feel like with 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 uh, with, 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 uh, Jerry, with Jerry, too, I feel like, cause, because my little logo is like, a, like it's obviously, it's tell the truth, but it also has a cross as well. It's a, it's a three-headed T. But I feel like with him, because like th- there's some people out there that had reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I, I don't really uh, rock clothes with crosses on it," and I was like, "Oh, okay." 
but like I feel like with like with Jerry, like he he launched fear of God. Like that's like a that's like obviously saying fear of God. That, that, that's like religious. It's, some people don't believe in God. Yeah, religious and stuff like that. Absolutely. I feel like he helped out me. And, and, and he kind of gave me motivation in the way because obviously, like I believe in God and stuff like that. He helped me on the way to where like I'm able to put out a shirt that have a, a three headed cross on it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess that's one of my next questions is. You know, we were talking about LA earlier, and you obviously you moved out to LA. Um, yeah, I don't know what two years ago now. Yeah, it'd be two years in September. Bang, a year and a half. So, I guess what have you? What have been the benefits of you moving to LA, especially in the fashion industry? And what do you think have kind of been any drawbacks that has come from me out there? I would say outside the drawback, the drawbacks basically. I would say not having like all my boys and my friends and family out here. We came out here just just me and my girl, and like literally don't know anybody. But I met people along the way and stuff like that. And like having to get new friend bases and and get new connections and stuff like that. Being out here like a small fish in a big big city, not knowing how it really operates. I think that's the drawback. But like far as like the benefits. Came out here, bro, and I felt like I thought I knew fashion. <laughs> the swag out here is unmatched, bro. Like, also too, what what kind of helped out too is something that's kind of like because when I was designing in Arizona a lot, I was putting on like a lot of summer clothes and stuff like that. Out here in LA, you, you wear a hoodie, you wear a hoodie every day, bro. Like it might be like seventy five during the day, but at nighttime it drops to like sixty two, seventy two, or like whatever. You can put a hoodie on. You can put a like a trench coat swag on, like you like you can literally like really layer out here, bro. And you didn't wear no layers in AZ, bro. <laughs> huh? You wear no layers in AZ. Yeah. Nah, that's what I'm saying. So like, that's what I'm saying. So like, when I was in AZ, I was just putting out t-shirts, t-shirts, shorts. I was putting a hoodie out probably for like a couple months. Couple months. Yeah. Now here, bro, every collection has to have a hoodie in it. Like people wear hoodies year round out here. Have you have you found that it's obviously fashion is big in LA and there's a lot of brands and people out there, a lot of people that go out to LA to kind of make it. Have you found has there been like an oversaturation, you think, of brands and independent brands and new brands and streetwear brands popping up? Or have you found that that's kind of been helpful towards you? Uh I would say, yeah, my first year, like when I came out here, I, I noticed that it was a lot of streetwear brands. The rainy days and i was like damn a lot of people doing shit like me that that are dope and then like when i started telling the truth i feel like i'm not in that category of being saturated with all those brands and because i because i'm not because clothes clothes for me is is second first for me is handbags and and, and, and like products so i feel like my brand kind of stands out more because I, i'm giving products Cause you don't really see like a lot of upcoming brands doing products and stuff like that. They don't have the resources. The price, like the price is different. Yeah, the prices is crazy. So like, and, and and like and then like with me, like I'm upcoming. So like the only product pages that you really see that that have bags and stuff like that is like the big brands like Gucci, Louis, YSL, Dior, Balenciaga, all them brands. But like someone that's upcoming on the rise, like 
I know it's like when I have like, like customers have told me like, like when they wear my bags and stuff out, they get hit up and people hit them up. I'm like, hey, what brand is that? Is that the new Gucci bag or is that blah, blah, blah? And it's like, nah, this is a new brand called Tell the Truth. And then like, they'd be like, oh, okay. They're not used to seeing like a new bag coming out. Like, mm-hmm. Unless it's like Goyard, they've been around for hundreds of years too. It's just, it's just like, it's not common for an upcoming brand to have bags. No. So I don't feel like I'm like in like the same lane as these other upcoming brands. I feel like I stand out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's always, you know, one of the drawbacks, I guess, of being in such a fashion heavy market is that there are, and the, and the ease of streetwear these days too, is that there are going to be so many other people competing for that same attention. You know what I mean? For the same type of crowd. Yeah. There's some dope, dope, dope artists out here, bro. There's, there's, there's some cold ones, man. I know there's been a recent push in recent years of, you know, people to support black, to support independent, to support, you know, more local. Yeah. Has that been, have you found that translated over into like fashion and to streetwear and all that stuff? Or do you think we still have a lot of ways to kind of go towards that? Because like you, like you kind of alluded to earlier, people always talk about, you know, they'll go spend money on a, on a brand that they have no connection with just because of a name versus somebody who's, yeah. you know, that they've known for, you know, years just because, because of the name. I feel like there's, I feel like I ran into like a lot of people that support upcoming like small businesses and stuff like that. But do I, I also run into people that, that would, that would uh, tell me, well, I only like my Gucci bag. I only like my Louis bag. Cause like they don't really want to like, cause they don't trust it because Gucci and Louis is so good with their bags. And like they don't really trust the upcoming bags that they, they don't think it's like top notch. So I feel like the only way to kind of break that barrier with them is just to keep, just keep being consistent and keep putting out hot stuff. But I have ran into people that support me like all the time cause I wouldn't be in business right now. Mm. But so to answer your question, there's a lot of people that I rent a lot of people that basically like stuff. LA is basically a city where like they they want to wear stuff that people ain't wearing. They don't want to like obviously they'll wear like the big brands and stuff like that, but I ran into some people that love to wear upcoming brands. And I'm still looking for those clients that love to wear upcoming brands. <laughs> so you you know anybody, send them my way. <laughs> and speaking about that, like um Finding clientele doesn't be my question. Is. Modern marketing, you know what I mean? Like how, how have you found marketing a brand like Tell Truth to, to an audience? And how have you found, you know, using all these new social media tools and has that been a plus or has it been kind of a negative in the sense that, you know, the, the attention spans of people and, and just getting in front of the vast numbers of people has become kind of increasingly difficult, specifically on like Facebook and Instagram, because there are so many other similar brands kind of, and people doing the same type of thing. I mean, I feel like the marketing part is still something I'm still trying to get down, still trying to, because I honestly just don't have finance the budget to compete with the Facebook ads, dude. Like, I get it. It works, but it's a major hole in your wallet, bro. Investment. You, put like, <laughs> you spend like three or four grand on some ads and you only convert 
20% or if you're not getting the proper convert back and making your money back from the marketing and you just wasted money. So what I've been doing, bro, I just literally every single day, I just go out and pass out cards. I'll just go up to people randomly and say, hey, check, check me out. Some people take the card. Some people throw it on the ground. But I get a thousand cards for $40. So I'm like, yo, I, I'm going to do it the old way, the way the the, the uh, landscapers used to do. They, 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 just, they just go put the card on the doors or card on the uh, on, on the um, houses and stuff like that or, or give cards out when you see people and stuff like that. That's what I do. So I just go out and pass cards out every single day. I probably pass out 100 cards like in like two days. 50 cards a day probably easily. And and then I go to the grocery stores. I go to, I basically go to where they at. And I just, if I see them, someone that looks like they got some fashion sense, give them a card. That's how I built Tell the Truth. Like I literally passed out in the month of January, probably 1,500 cards. And now I'm at like close to a thousand followers. I just hustled all day, bro. I'm talking about like from sun sunrise to sunset, passing cards out daily, bro. Now, do you have a way of like tracking that? Uh, you know, this audience or this buyer came from a card or from. Now the other day, someone ordered something. Her name I, I want to put business out. Her name was like Courtney or something. I didn't know who she was. <laughs> she ordered. I was like, who this? I checked and I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea who she came from, bro. Don't know who she is. Not, and and, and, and that, that, I already know who she came from. She came from me passing the card out. But like, that person might got the card and be like, it, it might have not been for them, but they might have been like, hey, but, but my homegirl likes this kind of stuff. So I'm going to send her the card. I'm going to send her the website. Stuff like that. So I'm just hoping that all the cards that I passed out over the last month, it just comes in like a snowball effect to where the, the demand is just gets crazy. Now, do you find that to be uh, less common these days? People kind of handing out things and then promotion. Yeah. Because like, because like when I go up to people sometimes and give them a card, it, like they'd be like, okay. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I, I, I'm not trying to get your number. No, I'm just, I just want, I just want to give you this card. Like that's, that's all I, all I want. And like, cause like some of the girls, like, you know, they be attractive and stuff like that. And they be thinking the first time, like if someone comes up to them, they think, oh, another, another thing, this, this thing, this thing, this thing want my number or something. I'm like, hey, love the outfit. I just want to give you this card. I'm a new designer in the area. Here you go. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to check you out. I'm going to check you out. And walk off. And then like, you can tell like psychologically, they'd they be like, this nigga didn't, this nigga didn't even ask for my number. Okay. And then they go check me out. So like they be, yeah, you can tell like they be, they be confused though. I mean, yeah, that, that was definitely the way to promote back in the day. And I, I definitely felt that that's become less I mean, and that's less. The way I, that's the way I'm going to do it until like, you know, obviously we grow to the point to where like we can do big, big marketing campaigns with celebrities and stuff like that. But until then, you gonna see that. I mean, honestly, you doing it hand to hand and you do it in person like that is almost better, right? Yeah, because it's just like almost a novel thing to do these days because it's not as common as it used to be. People just don't go out and hustle like that, like they used to. Like they do it on social media, they hustle like that. Yeah. So to have that kind of personal interaction, I think, would stand out even more in this day and age than you know just having another ad on Instagram that you know you see. Yeah, so honestly. Yeah, I, I, 
That's working. I feel like it's Never. working too because when I when I went to the <laughs> I went to the grocery store the other day and she's like, oh, hey, tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who that? And she's like, you gave me your card last week. I was like, oh, how you doing? Like, I didn't even know who she was. So I'm like, I guess it's working. <laughs> yeah, then that personal touch that definitely um. I think that definitely sticks in people's minds more. So especially these days, yeah. you become so used to social media and the tactics that everybody uses, you know, to get attention on there. And I think you become kind of like you, you just can't really trust. Like, is the social media really working? Like, do you think it's really working like that? Like, like, is it like, like, I get it. You might see people with thousands of followers and thousands of likes, but it's like, bro, I'm in the game with y'all. It is not that sweet, bro. You're not getting people like that, bro. Like I'm in it, bro. Like, 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 like my layout sometimes looks better than theirs, and I'm like, yo, not that sweet, bro. I think early on, for sure, it was um, it was, it was definitely working early on because people weren't trained to you know the social media ways and, and how marketing works in a in a community like that. I think now, as people have had Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for like so long. And I've seen these techniques, seen these ads, seen this, that it loses impact over the, over time. Yeah. Which has yeah. only, you know, increased the price of your ads, basically, to reach these people. Yeah. Actually, like, you don't even like, like, you, like, you know how, like you, like you do ads like before, like you know how to do it. Like, like you show me how to do it. Yeah. You, you ain't even doing it like that no more because nah, it's, it's right. crazy. It's just at this point. I mean, it, it is beneficial. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it does get you views. It does get you brand awareness. It does get you some sort of interaction. But to the price of what it takes now to kind of cut through the noise of everybody using it, how much is it? How, how, how much is it? I mean, it really, obviously, like that's a deep conversation because if we we're talking the full SEO marketing, whatever, that all depends on like what audience you're going for, and if it's a highly competitive field like fashion. You guys spend the price is going to be, you know, it's going to be up here because you competing against all these other brands, yeah. people trying to get these same people's attention. So and they all on front page of Google, all on front page of Google. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like kind of like you, obviously I'm not doing face to face, whatever, but we do it more organically just through interactions, having conversations like this, having podcasts, having, you know, collaborations yeah. with artists and musicians and whatever that yeah. personal connection with yeah. people has like far exceeded anything that we've spent on advertising because yeah, you'll, you'll get people, but it's not, it's never really the people that are going to be there with you from the long haul or the people that are going to be yeah. interacting with you every day because they don't have that connection. It's just like to them, it's just another page. Yeah. Whereas I've seen this personal side of you. I've seen this personal connection. I mean, met face, hey, tell the truth. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. now I have this physical connection with you. And that's become such a rare thing, a novel thing in these days, especially during the pandemic, that it's it's a, anything that's made it even more valuable to kind of go that anti-SEO uh, route. Because that yeah. is the way, I mean, for a long time, SEOs work perfectly. Obviously, for a reason, that's why there's so many SEO companies out there. It's worked. And it does work. It still works, but the 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 cost is is only getting higher because people are get, just becoming more wise. Like I don't. I mean, I'm sure you see your ads all the time that you kind of just swipe by. I don't, I don't even look at them no more. I mean, I like it's just, I know, that's cool. Just keep going. You know what I mean? 
or there's posts where I see an ad, it'll be like sponsored or ad. And I'm just like, oh, I'm no longer interested because, you know, if someone does this, yo, check me out. Look, yo, look at my shit. Bro. Yep. This shit fire, huh? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Because you're taking that extra step. Yeah, exactly. You know, that and it might be only one person, but that one person could remember hey, you for years. You know what I mean? One out, hey, one out of a hundred, that's solid. One yeah. out of a hundred a day. But that's the thing that a lot of people don't know, man. Like they don't know how many, like, like I like I mean I got like 940 followers, but bro, I started that shit from zero, bro. Yeah. That shit was hard, bro. Yeah. Like they don't understand, bro. Like one fan can turn into 900 in a month. So like I'm I'm thankful for everybody that followed and went there and you know bought bought some stuff and showed love on the comments. Cause it's a hard like like one of the hardest things on social media is to do is to tell them to do something. Cause nobody on Instagram wanna get told what to do. I'm like, yo, go check this out. They're not they're not checking that out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's not that sweet. Especially with American. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not that, it's, it's not that sweet, bro. <laughs> yo, repost this. Not happening, bro. <laughs> like it's not, bro. It's not happening. You gotta like really directly. Hey, can you post this to your page? Then they'll do it. Yeah, but if yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a constant marketing, especially in this day and age, it's a constant evolving thing. Which also brings the next thing, which is the next step of that is the metaverse, the the VR shit, like oh, yeah. the NFTs, like. I ain't tapping. Obviously, it's obviously it's impacting fashion because you have. I think recently, like Nike just bought some fucking space and meta world or some shit like that. Like they're selling NFTs of like clothing and like. I just don't understand. I don't know, like kind of wrap your head around shit like that, like or or that's just like far off. I, I don't understand that shit, bro. I, I like I just don't get it. Like, what's it gonna do for you? It's just like a Google image. Yeah, I don't get it, but it's crazy though, because like. I can be a fashion designer in this world and then the metaverse, I can go be a doctor or something. <laughs> it's like the matrix, bro. But you never know. Like, I thought it was like a hoax. Like, I, I thought it was like a, like, 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 basis some bullshit, but this shit's taking over. I mean, I mean, 90% of it is, is scams. People getting scammed, for sure. But there is some yeah, real shit to scam? it. NFTs? Oh, yeah. The people getting scammed left and right. There's some real shit to it, but. <laughs> People get scammed all the time on that. Um, <laughs> He's getting robbed on that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thousand percent. So, all my listeners, be careful out there because all NFTs are not the same. But yeah, I mean, for faster specifically, it just it just made me think about like I don't know if you had to think about you know a VR world yeah. or like a meta world where your avatar, your character, goes into a store, say a tell the truth store, you build a tell the truth store, meta. And they buy a virtual, you know what I mean? Piece of clothing for their avatar in the digital world and shit like that. Like, but how do you like get the funds? I don't know. <laughs> I guess your so card, your, buy your profile. You know what I mean? Kind of like a video game. How you buy like a um, in-game purchase for your character, like yeah. a new shirt, a new outfit, whatever. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So then you do that for your character that's in Meta. But it's, it's like a tell the truth uh, hoodie or you know what I mean, like bag or whatever. I can't even imagine this. I didn't, I didn't even know we we were even gonna get to this type of level, bro. This we there because people are buying real estate in Meta right now, which is <laughs> like buying real. Estate. I'm laughing, but this shit's probably crazy. Like these got million dollars of land in yeah. the like, 
it's crazy. In unlimited space, basically, yes. But they're buying land. Yes, it's literally an unlimited space. So they're taking their real dollars and taking it to digital dollars. Yeah. I mean, uh, metaverse dollars. And just paying for shit there. And then, so how are they getting their returns? So say they they, 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 they buy property for $1 million and they make $10 million in a year. How do they get the $10 million out of the I mean, I guess they're just kind of hedging their bets, right? They're, they're assuming or hoping that, you know, that it becomes a thing. Who started this? I mean, this meta, I mean, VR has been around for like a long time, but this new meta, whatever, that's Facebook. Oh, that's Facebook. Facebook is meta now. They're no longer called Facebook, they're called meta. And their next big bet is to go into virtual reality. It's working. I, mean, it's, I feel like this is going to put, this is going to bump Zuckerberg over Elon. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I'm definitely interested to kind of see where things go. And on one hand, I think it's cool. On the other hand, I think it's corny as fuck. So I don't really know which way to lean. But I think- To be honest also, with us, but us being like artists and stuff like that and knowing how to use Photoshop and Illustrate, we could probably kill it in another one. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are artists out there just pumping out digital bullshit, basically, left and left and right, you know, and just selling it because they can. That's crazy. But- I mean that's a that's a whole another bag of worms, you know, right there. That yeah, that's crazy, right? That I quite there yet. I just don't understand how you make money. Yeah, <laughs> get people. Bro, like, bro, like, bro, like once I hit when I when I was like 28, 29, I was like, all right, cool. Once I hit thirty, bro, if I ain't making money, bro, I ain't going. I ain't. I, ain't, I don't want to do it. It's, it's it's like a light switch went off in my head when I when I hit thirty, bro. I was like, yo, all the all the other shits just it's, if I can't make money, I I don't want to do it. Club, I just stopped doing all that shit. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, speaking about that, also one thing I also don't want to bring up is <clears throat> a big part of fashion, especially on social media and everything these days, is influencers. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit before. What has been your kind of experience working with influencers huh. and like this? The influencers? Oh, yeah, this whole like influencer world of market. Man. I mean, with rainy days, that's so, so, so when people go to rainy days, pay, they, 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 they see nothing but influencers. And when I was doing the influencer marketing, I was like, okay, I'm going to just get a bunch of influencers. I'm going to send a bunch of stuff and I'm going to make a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm the, I'm the one that suffered, bro. Because I, because at the end of the day, you're 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 banking on that person's audience that which which what we see, we physically see five hundred thousand followers, right? Oh, she about to, bro. I'm about to make a lot of money. I'm gonna send her this new hoodie I just made. So I go out. This is before I was doing like. Uh, Cutting so, you know, I get the pre-cut, make it, ship it. Yo, blah blah blah. Post this picture. They post it. All right. Send me content. She posts on her page. I'm like, all right. Well, why isn't? I'm not getting no. I'm not getting no com- converts. Like nothing's going on. And then <laughs> you doing <all> right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like. I got to the point where I was like, yo, I'm sending stuff out for free. I'm not making no money off it. Because at the end of the day, I'm thinking she got 500K 
and that's and some of it's fake followers. So like I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking like a large audience is seeing my stuff, but it's it's just bots. And that's not, and and, and 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 I'm not saying like all influencers got fake followers and stuff like that. Some of them really do have real audience. But I mean, what I was experienced with, even in the real audience, they're gonna have bots though. Can't control yeah. that. But what, I, what I, but what I was experiencing with, bro, I, I lost a lot of money doing the, the influence marketing, bro. It works to it. I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It does work. But the people that I selected when I was doing it, I didn't really make any money off of. I think influencers have been one of the biggest Scams. like mirages. I don't want you know. I don't want to share one of the biggest mirages in social media, especially marketing wise. That if you get X and Y that has this many followers, you know just then that'll translate to this many dollars. But I think over time we found that that's actually, that's not true. And most followers aren't even following because they're selling stuff. They're just following them because they may be invested in that person. Doesn't mean they're invested in what that person is promoting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're talking about like a Kim or Kindle, like what Kanye, whatever, like those massive level Celebrities, those are celebrities, first of all. Yeah. Not those celebrities. So there's like a difference. We're influencers. Influencer. So, we're influencers. You know what I mean? I just wanted to kind of pick ask you about that because I know No, I'm not gonna lie though. Like when I got when I got Alex Cooper, Alex Cooper car daddy, when she when she wore she wore something. No, oh, yeah, she wore my hoodie in one of her um blogs. And then she wore like my sandals. She always wears my stuff. And then when she when she actually wore it, and then like some people saw it, and then she tagged me and stuff like that, I got like probably like three three four hundred three four hundred people just following me. It was crazy. Yeah. But then, but did you know, I model, Yeah, but it, it didn't. But they followed me. No way. It translated one time because I, because I, I remember um she had my slides on, and then um I got an email, and she was like, "Yeah, thank you so much for the sandals. I love them." I actually saw Alex Cooper wearing them. I was like, oh, okay, dope. So like she converted the dollar. Like she did, she did physically help me. But like when I did like some of like the IG models and stuff like that, it was just clout, bro. It was just clout. So like that's why like when I like started to tell the truth, I'm like, yo, like I'm taking a completely different route, bro. I'm not, I'm not going that route to where I'm doing influence. I'm gonna get real customers, real people real fashion people that are in the game and I, I'm, I'm gonna focus on really building this thing with functional mindset and not just doing in ig models it's, it's gonna be a real real brand bro like you know what i mean like i'm gonna focus on all the tools that i learned that i messed up on and fix them with this brand so but it also to answer questions i cut you off but like but what but what did was what 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 was working so at first I was going for like the people that had like 500 K. I started going towards the people that only had like 3000. So it was more authentic. People, it was more authentic because they had a 3000 army of people that really, really supported them. And that was helping out more than when I was going to the big audience. Yep. <clears throat> oh yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely experienced that myself. Um, Especially like we, we, you know, we cover bands and 
artists and whatever. Like we've covered yeah. some big ones that had 50,000, 100,000, but covering the ones that have like 3,000, 5,000, 2,000. The fans that come over from that. Yeah. Not even close, honestly. They go hard for them, bro. Those are the those are the early investors, basically. Those are the yeah, ones bro. I'm invested. I mess with them. Like I'm really a fan of them. Yeah. Those are the ones that are your true, true, you know, what I mean, community of fans. Yeah. I think when you get that now, those people will buy. You're gonna lose that. Those people will go buy for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, they'll go support whatever they're doing. We're supporting whatever they're doing, basically. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. something we've we've also experienced. Yeah, that's what that's what I've been experiencing. To tell the truth, I've been experiencing organic, true people that have been following me this whole past month, like what I'm doing. Even if they don't got the money, like they hit me up, like yo, I don't got the money for this right now, but I'm gonna buy this. Hmm. Here's my email. Add me to your subscribe list so I can get notified on what's going on and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So like, it's like building like a real, I'm not saying rain days wasn't a real organic following. I'm just saying it was like, a. I, I took a step back and really focused on getting those organic close believers as my customers more than their rain days. Which Do you believe that's kind of been a shift in general for like a lot of the social media stuff is kind of more towards that more organic what? growth, organic numbers, organic followers than anything? Yeah, for sure. Organic followers and organic reach. And just like, I just learned so much just from, instead of just like trying to be cool and like post a bunch of models and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with the models. Like the models are great. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, pay attention to the people that really, really are in fashion. Pay attention to the people that really, really support the people that really buy and then don't get caught up in the hype. Because when you start posting like stuff like how, how I was posting on rainy days, like it's just, if you look at the pages, it, it looks dope. That's that's the thing. It looks dope, but like I need, I didn't, I wasn't really focusing on the people that that, that were buying. They were buying, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, dope. This brand, I'm like, I'm really like focusing on that on that type of stuff. Going slow, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the micro communities, micro influencers. I think that's really what. Yeah, bro. Anything that's that's where it's kind of headed because, like you said, the return on investment is just so much so much better. So much better, and so much realer. I'd rather have, you know, I think it's a lot of, especially with music, that's where we always come from is, I think a lot of bands are figuring that out these in this day and age. It's not, it's not always about, you know, having the most numbers or the most streams. Now yeah. it's like, if I have a community of 10,000 that are like diehard fans, that's going to be so much, dope. So much more investment than, than if I had a community of like 50,000 that are just kind of so, so, so about what we do. You know what I mean? Exactly, bro. Cause that first five to ten, those are your true. You know what I mean? Those are your true fans. Those are your true followers. Yeah. They're the ones yeah. that are really gonna help you. Yeah, and, you know, you, everybody knows kind of carve out their own name with that group in their own little communities nowadays, which is cool. Yeah, no, I don't agree with you. But those those small believers, I like, that's why I fit. I fit into the small believers and the people that like comment, <clears throat> like, share. Those are the people that are like those loyal customers, man. That's gonna help you. I basically, I basically look for loyal fans now. So, what do you um? So, if somebody's up up and coming, they're thinking about starting their own brand, their own fashion line, whatever. What advice, you know, would you give out to them? 
advice I would give someone that's a young designer coming up, A, get on social media, B, don't follow any brands, C, do it your way. Don't, don't try to like look at other brands and say, oh, he's doing this, he's putting that. Just block, just black out, bro, and just do it your way. <clears throat> and also don't skip steps. You, if, if, don't be afraid to like be humiliated. Like if you post something, bro, you only get like 10 likes, bro. Who cares, bro? Like, you know what I mean? Roll that 10, the 20, the 50, the 60, the 80. Just don't skip steps and try to cheat. Because if you cheat the game, like it's going to show in, in, in the end and you're not going to be where you want to be. So I would just say, man, don't just do it your way and don't and don't skip steps and just hustle. Okay, and, and D, I would add, uh, don't fall into the IG model influencer trap. Yeah, I did that, bro. I, but take, 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 well, take it from me, bro. I did that. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't even gonna be like type of small. I did that, bro. You got a lot of girls out there, you know, wearing some rainy days gear that yeah. pay for. <laughs> I mean, they, they, hey, shouts out to everybody who, you know, who, 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 who wore that shit. You know what I mean? Show love, but I got sucked into it. I think he also do not overextend yourself. Don't go buying two hundred things of inventory when you. You know, he just starting out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, cause look, you do that. You look, look to the right. You see a bunch of hoodies up there that 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 that, that, that should have got sold, nigga. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bro. Just and then and then like if you if you want to do the the uh, pre cuts and the wholesale and stuff like that, do that, bro. Like do it the best whole, for you. Yeah, like the whole cut and sew is for like if you really want to get to that level to where you want to put on a full collection, you want to do a runway show, you want to get the pairs, you want to get in the high-end stores and take the, the the production way. But if you want to just have your shirts and stuff and just look cool and you know wear your brand, bro, screen print and, and, and vinyl and DTG is the shit. I love that shit. Got it right here. I, I do that shit all the time. So I guess uh, a couple more questions. Last one is well, not last one, but second last is what do you see like fashion, modern fashion kind of heading towards in the future? I see it heading towards luxury streetwear. <clears throat> I feel like it's like, it used to be like, no, I mean, I say, say, you don't feel like it's already there? I mean, we already got crossovers between, you know, Gucci and, and all these other streetwear yeah, I, I do feel like brands and brands and designers. I feel like no. I feel like it. I feel like the. Um, I feel like the fashion shows in Paris. I feel like that's going to become limited. I feel like people are just going to put on their own fashion shows themselves and just and just stream it and just get to the point to where like they're not going to go to Paris to show off their clothes. Like like they're going to do it wherever they want to do it at, and they're going to they're going to use the basis of the internet channels to show it off because social media is so powerful now to where like. We don't got to go to Paris to see a, a new Dior collection. They can just put together a dope-ass video or something like that, and you can look at the collection that way. Because now, because back in the day, it's like, you make it to Paris, you, 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 yeah. you're basically on. So you think it's becoming like a little bit more egalitarian, like a little more equal yeah. across the board. People have more access to, to these, yeah. these avenues that you know we haven't had before. Yeah. I really do. And, and, I, and I feel like it's leading towards too, 
to where like a lot of people have been getting disrespected by these big houses and they're going to lean towards more supporting small brands coming up. I, I feel yeah, like Jim Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gucci. They, they, they didn't give that man that champagne. He probably spent like 20,000. They ain't give no champagne. I keep telling you, like, keep going in there. they don't care about your bread in there. That's what I told him, bro, bro. If I spent 20,000 Gucci, bro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm the same with Jim Jones. Like, bro, like, where my champagne at, bro? <laughs> Where the steak at? <laughs> nah, y'all, y'all, y'all keep going there spinning bread with people that don't care. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, bro, like, bro. like they these, like care. these, like these audience, bro. Like these people that know about the brand and stuff like that. Like, like, like you know about like me and you and me and you do. Like they know what we do, bro. Like we're upcoming. We got connection with you. If you message us, we message back. You message Gucci, them niggas ain't hitting you back, bro. <laughs> Gucci ain't texting you back, bro. Yeah. And you go there and you spend thousands of dollars and they don't care. No. And they crossed the community a couple times with us, bro. Didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they put out like, didn't they put out, put out like a, a monkey mask? Or something? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That was, I don't remember. That was Gucci. It was one of them. Gucci, Louis, H&M did some stuff too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they all, they've all had their, their moments for sure. And we just keep running when I say we, you know, specifically black community in America, we keep running yeah, back man. to these brands, man. And it's like support the small businesses, bro. Support the ones coming up. I mean, that just recently what Gucci just stole from Dapper Dad, basically. You know, they sued this man when he was coming up and then Dapper was making design and put it on their own line. <laughs> Dapper was taking the stuff they were making and making it hotter, bro. And they got mad, bro. And then when we finally had outcry, okay, now we're gonna bring Dapper Dan in and do it. Like, yo, like he, at some point there? we gotta we gotta stop supporting, you know. Is he, is he still is he still with Gucci? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Dapper code. He he's he's Dapper's code. So I mean, yeah, I think the future for sure, I think uh more more of those like indie brands, more of those brands that aren't associated to these big houses are gonna become more more prominent for sure. Yeah, bro. I feel like this. I feel like the upcoming. I see streetwear is the ones that set the trend. Like they yeah. these days, they're the ones that set the trends. Yeah, for sure. And I and I feel like the audience, bro. Like the, the customers and the people that that watch this video, like don't look at like the big houses and look at the you know big names of businesses doing it. Like, don't be afraid to you know tap in with people like us, bro. Like we're coming. Like like Gucci had to start somewhere. The only reason why they they're not seeing where Gucci started because they wasn't alive. Yeah. <laughs> Gucci's been alive for a hundred, hundred years. Y'all yeah. couldn't see it. Yeah. Y'all seen it when it's hot. Sure. <laughs> Last question is uh future of tell the truth. What, what you got coming, what you got out now, what you what do you plan in the next year or so? Tell the truth, dropping a new collection uh next Wednesday called Forbidden Summer. Uh, it's a collection, basically me just introducing, I mean, I, I came out with season one, which was like an introduction season of just me showing off like the brand, the logo, the patterns, the schemes and stuff like that. This collection is going to show off a lot more versatile, a lot more bags, introducing men's bags, introducing hats, uh, new shoes. And I, I, I got some new surprises and stuff like that, but it's definitely going to be the collection for my, for the summer. And hopefully the collection that gets me out there more to where you you're gonna start seeing more people wearing tell the truth. All right, and where and where can people kind of follow you? 
They social. follow me on uh, social media at, at Tell the Truth Official. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it as much. But for sure, on Instagram is my main channel. And then they can shop this this collection next Wednesday, which will be on Instagram shop as well. So you can shop directly on Instagram. And then, or you can go to the website at uh, um, tellthetruth.shop. All right. We'll have all the links, you know, for everybody in the description down below and probably someplace in this video when it goes up. Again, man, thank you uh sitting down and talking with us. Thank you guys for joining and listening. It's our first convo of 2022. We got a lot more planned. Oh. You know, always always also, always support. Make sure y'all follow Fearless, man. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Make sure, sure y'all like my audience too, man. I'm gonna make sure I shout you guys out, man. You guys been dope from the from the jump. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to uh, talk about the brand and shit like that. So Yeah, thanks. man. For sure. All right. Peace. Catch you guys later. Tune in next time. Tune in.